Welcome to the Action Coach Stroud podcast. My name is Dave Harris and normally I'd be producing these podcasts for Tom Allchurch who is the Senior Business Growth Specialist for uh, Action Coach Stroud. But today Tom has asked me if I would come in and present the podcast so that I can interview him and get behind what it is that Tom represents, what he believes and what is important for the businesses that he works with. So I know that you always talk about time, team and money as being the three biggest issues for business owners. So in these, uh, in the next three podcasts, we're going to talk about these three issues. And we're going to start today with time. And I wonder if you can tell me, first of all, why time is such a big issue for businesses? Thanks, Dave. Well, interesting question. Time is fascinating because we can't make any more of it. We've only got 24 hours in a day and we've only got seven days in a week and we've only got 52 weeks in a year. And one of the challenges for all business owners is how do they fit everything in? And if the business comes under too much pressure, what then tends to happen is their work-life balance becomes under too much pressure as a result of trying to do too much in the business and not having enough time for the rest of their life. And fundamentally, what are we in business for? Well, we're in business to have a better life. We're running our business so that we can spend more time with our family, make more money and have a better life. That's the whole purpose of of being in business and not working for uh, somebody else. We're in control of what we want to do. So what I can't do for business owners is make them more time. But what we can do is we can help them work out where they're spending the time. Is it efficient? Are they doing it on the right things? Are they spending their time on the right things? And what else should they be focusing on to push their business forward in the most time efficient way that they can manage? It's a really interesting issue, this one of time. And I think for all of us who've worked for ourselves or or, or run businesses, we've all come across this uh, paradox, if you like, of not having enough time. And what you say there, on the face of it, it's quite obvious. Focus on what's important, being efficient, use your time. I mean, yeah, it's a no-brainer. But of course, doing it in reality, that's the that's the clever bit, isn't it? You know, and, and where I guess you know, people like you can really help us because sometimes it isn't always easy to do the obvious. And I know from my own experience, you know, that, that I can get very distracted by the wrong things and find I've just wasted a lot of time working on something which actually, when I think about it, isn't going to make that much difference. How do you get that right? How do you get those priorities right and focus on the right things? And that's the skill. And we do it through uh, helping business owners put the right systems in place, hold them to account on having those systems and then practice what they need to be doing. So fundamentally, if we're going to get better at something, whether it's playing golf, whether it's playing tennis, um, whether it's you know playing football, even when it comes down to you know the simple skills of reading, we only get better by practice. Everything we learnt in school, be it sport or learning, maths, English, whatever it was, 
we got better by learning new skills and by practicing those skills repeatedly. And in business, that's what we need to do. So if we find that in, time, in, in managing our time, our time's being pulled all over the place, there's so many distractions. There's email, there's telephone calls, there's WhatsApp, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn. There's all of these distractions going on that we kid ourselves we have to be dealing with there and then. When actually do we? What are the things that we really need to be focusing on? So first thing we can look at is what are the distractions? How do we take those out? That will create a significant amount of additional time if we reduce those distractions, if we become more selfish about, about our time. Reduce the distractions, create some more time there. The second thing we need to think about is what are we actually doing that we shouldn't be doing? And why do we do those things? Why do we do, why do, we do certain tasks in our business? Well, if we can get those tasks done by somebody else who is lower paid, either internally or externally, why wouldn't we do that? Do we do our own books? Are we a great bookkeeper? Or should we just be outsourcing that to a bookkeeper who is three times more efficient than us and does it you know, for the same, same cost as us or less, preferably less? Simple things like that. Where should we be outsourcing things in our business? Often we keep control of things in our business because we like control. Is that the right thing to do? Do we do it because we think we're the best person to do it or the best person at it? These are all, you know, answers that, to questions of what are we doing that are wrong. You know, we shouldn't be doing something because we think, that we think we're the best person at it. We should be training somebody to be at least as good as us or recruiting somebody who's better than us at that so that we can get on and do the things that we need to be doing to push our business forward. So one of the things I'd always ask a business owner is, where's your proper value to the business? And then how do we focus you on delivering that value and remove all the other rubbish that takes up your time? Because my bet is on the 80-20 rule, you spend 20% of your time or less working on what's really important in your business to drive your profits. Yeah, that's very interesting, isn't it? And I, and I was particularly struck by what you were saying there about outsourcing and finding people who can do the tasks that you perhaps assume that you should do. You know, what we also have to remember is, you know, is a business is an evolving thing. And what you're doing one year in your business, when it then grows next year, you perhaps shouldn't be doing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a question of asking yourself sometimes, what habits have I formed that are holding the business back because I'm this year working where I shouldn't be working this year. I should be moving this task aside to somebody else so that I'm moving on to a bigger and more valuable task to push the business forward and grow the business into its next phase. And so as a coach, we would you know, look to work with a client and address these issues and just ask these difficult questions. You know, why are you doing that? Who should be doing it? So I wonder... Tom, whether a lot of businesses, you know, a lot of small businesses, when they start, they are started by people who 
perhaps have worked successfully in a corporate environment, but feel perhaps a bit underappreciated, or they've always wanted to be their own boss. So they strike out on their own and they bring their skill and their, their, their whatever it is they're good at into uh, into a new business. But they forget that there's an awful lot more to running a business than simply being good at the thing you're good at. And I think Michael Gerber explores that in The E-Myth. And, and, and I just wonder what you think about that and, and, and whether you need to give business owners a reality check sometimes, particularly newer businesses, that you know there is so much more to this than just doing the thing that you love and that you're good at. I think absolutely, Dave. And I think you know, bringing The E-Myth, Michael Gerber's book, into, into the conversation is excellent. That is typically one of the first books we ask our clients to read. It explores the the, the transition through a business from the business owner arriving as the technician and moving to the manager and then ultimately moving to the owner. Some business owners get stuck at various stages along that role. But if you're going to grow the business, you start off as a specialist and then you ultimately have to become a generalist. And that's what we're typically trying to work with with our clients so as you're making that transition you have to evolve how you use your time in the business to make it consistently more and more efficient and as your business grows you typically find yourself pulled about by differing demands and often areas of the business that you're not so strong on that are not your natural technical area and those are are time-consuming so one of the things that we look to do is explore with the client how to better manage those areas, how to better control where the time is being spent and be more conscious of where the time is being spent and how to spend that time on the value add that they deliver for the business. Now, as a business grows, that value add often develops away from their core activity that they their core skill that they started the business started out in the business in the first place so tom do you think some people are just born good at time management and others have to learn it i mean I've asked, in your experience with the many many businesses and business owners that you've worked with over the years do you find that some people are just naturally good at this stuff and for the ones that perhaps aren't so good at it how easy is it to teach them to to be better at managing their time. I don't think anybody is born good at running a business. I think the skill of running a business comes through being prepared to learn new skills, being prepared to control yourself in a way that delivers what you need to deliver for the business. And one of the fundamental elements of that is controlling the use of your own time. And If you've started your business and it's grown and and grown significantly bigger than you anticipated, you will find that your time is pulled all over the place. And the first thing to work out is where's it being spent? So, you know, what would we do at that point? Well, we would say, okay, let's start a time log. Let's, you know, if your time is under pressure, let's find out where it's being spent first. That's the first thing. Let's, Let's do an audit. Let's find out where your time's going. Sounds painful, but actually the potential gain from this is enormous. So over the period of a month, perhaps for four weeks, make a time log. Record every 15 minutes where your time is going. And record when you're doing that, 
what are the distractions? Start to think about what are the distractions. Where am I getting distracted by phone calls, by emails, by WhatsApp, by all these other electronic disruptions to our life? Could I be starting to take those out? That's the first thing. And you know, one of the, one of the great things is you know to be a great, be a great leader, be a great team manager. You know, I've got a I've got an open door policy with my team. Really? How stupid's that? Do you want everybody walking into your office? You know, Dave, how do I do this? You know, Dave, what should I do now? Dave, what about this? How distracting is that? How do you get your work done if that's allowed to happen in your business? So first things first, do a time audit. Second thing is then look at your business and think seriously, where should I be spending my time? What's my value to this business? What should I be doing? How many hours a week should I be focused on that? How many hours a week should I be focused on all of these other things? And design a plan. And design a plan that, okay, I'm only, I want to work no more than 40 hours. So I need to work 30% of my time on sales and marketing, perhaps. I need to work 20% of my time on delivering the service and the operations. I need to work 20% of my time on uh, on my team. I need... 10% of my time on my finance and my admin. I need 10% of my time on my business planning, you know, forward planning, and then I've got 10% for other stuff. Something as simple as that. Then put that into what we call a default diary and design your week and how you want to spend it. And then start to be fairly rigid about how you run your week. And when things need doing, don't put them on a to-do list, put them on your diary make room for them, make time for them, plan them into your calendar, but start to get in control of your own diary on a week-to-week basis. So by having a default diary and being structured about it, you can start to eliminate the distractions, the interruptions. You can start to be efficient about when you're traveling. You can start to be efficient about the things that you're doing. And of course, you've got to monitor that. So keep your time lock, keep that going, keep doing your audit. The final thing to make yourself really time efficient before you get into a lot more detail is the last 10 minutes of every day, plan tomorrow. Sit down, plan tomorrow. What are the things that you absolutely must do? What's the frog that you need to eat? What's the worst thing that you've got to do that you need to do? Make sure that's really early in the day and get it out of the way. But plan tomorrow. Plan your tasks, plan your follow-ups, plan your must-dos, and be very clear about how you're going to spend your day. One of the great things about planning tomorrow is if you sit there and write that down and then you leave the office and go home, you've actually shed the worry of tomorrow. You've left it behind on the desk that you walk in tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever time you arrive at work, and the plan's there. So you're not sitting and mulling it over because you spent 10 minutes thinking, right, tomorrow, all the things I've got to do are this. And then it's not worrying you. It's gone. So those would be my three advice, three pieces of advice, my three tips for starting to get in control of your time. One, do an audit. Two, plan a default diary. Three, plan every day as the last job the day before. Yeah, I think those are all three excellent tips. So before we finish this podcast, I wonder, Tom, you know, whether you could comment on 
on this, and, I, and and that is that I think one of the one of the things that you're bringing to the table here is perspective, because I think that for a lot of business owners, and again, I can only draw my own experience really here, but you know, we can't see the wood for the trees sometimes. You know, we're so tied up in the in the day to day minutiae of uh, of running whatever business it is we've started that we get you know we get completely snowed under by it. we get we and and you know and th- and I think that contributes often to poor time management and I think that outside view that sense of perspective helping you to do that time log that you talked about and then develop that into a diary system planning the next day all those sorts of excellent uh, examples of how to do this it seems to me that 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 could be a crucial element in this just having somebody who can uh, take an overview a, a very objective overview of what it is you're doing to help you with that I mean, is it, do you think that's fair i think that's the the real benefit of having a coach is that somebody's on the outside looking in helping you move to the outside and examine back in what's going on with you and your business perspective that's a great benefit of having a coach Um, i think the second element to it is you've got somebody asking you difficult questions and challenging you um, and then holding you to account for the things that you agree to do and i can sit here and you can listen to this podcast and think oh that's quite a good tip that that's quite a good tip that that's quite a good tip that Will you really do it as effectively as you would if you're in a coaching relationship with somebody who you're meeting every week or every fortnight who's saying, OK, Dave, two weeks ago you said you were going to do a time log because you haven't got enough time. You haven't done it. Why not? What got in the way? You said you were going to put a default diary in place. Have you done it? OK, how's it going? Let's examine that. Let's look at the detail. Let's get into that. Let's push the boundaries a little bit and... Why are you still doing that? Why are you still doing that? Couldn't somebody else be doing that? Is it because you're a bit too comfy with it? We all like to get comfy. And if you really want to grow your business, you have to bring about change. And if you're going to bring about change, that's what I do. You've been listening to the Action Coach Stroud podcast with me, Dave Harris, talking to Tom Allchurch. Tom, if people want to know more about how they can better use their time in their business, how do they how do they do that? Get in touch. I'm easy to find either on LinkedIn or www.stroud.actioncoach.co.uk. And I'd be delighted to have a, a chat with you and uh, an initial consultation on your business for free. Great. Thanks very much, Tom. And uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please uh, subscribe, keep listening. And until the next one, stay well.